This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. The podcast for all your business marketing and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James. Like to follow or learn more? You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button now. Welcome everyone, this is this week's BMF Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl James, and I'm here today with Alexia Sibthorpe, CEO of Excel Events, tour manager, youth worker, and mentor to young people for the past 19 years. Welcome, Alexia, to the Business, Marketing, and Finance Podcast. Hi, good afternoon, Daryl. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing very well, thank you very well, and this is midweek afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) nearly the weekend yeah it is it is um so alexia um i know that you've recently launched an event creation and planning company this year can you tell us a bit about your journey type of events you've set up before and how you made the turning point to who you are today I certainly can, but where do I start? Um, So my childhood, I'm from Manchester originally, currently living down south now, but my childhood brought up on a council estate, a single parent family, you know, was quite rough to be fair, Mm -hmm. Um, brought up and and chose some different avenues that maybe I, you know, I may not choose now in my future, but kind of hung around with a few different people Mm -hmm. and got into some sticky situations. And to be fair, ended up pregnant at 16. So Mm -hmm. I was a very young mum. Had my son and always had a passion for dance. So I was dancing from a very young age. I used to do ballet, tap, a bit of stage and stuff like that from a young age. And after I had my son, I was uh, thrown an opportunity from a DJ in Manchester, um, which was Stu Allen. So it's a massive DJ, still is a massive house DJ now. To go and work at um, a radio station called Sunset Radio. Um, It was a a private radio station at the time, but it's evolved into what we now know as Capital Radio. So their journey has been absolutely massive as well. Yeah. Um, I worked there at 17 doing shout-outs on the radio on a Saturday night and worked mm-hmm. with some phenomenal DJs and artists that you probably still know of, like Sweet Female Attitude, oh, Margaret cool. Twins, Paul yeah, um, yeah. Oakenfold, Carl Cox, all these massive, massive DJs. I yeah. was very, very privileged to meet and, and work with. And, and from doing that, I started dancing with yeah. them, um, started touring with them, doing club nights, mm-hmm. um, did some club nights. I've, I've danced at Glastonbury, which is a massive festival, as yeah, you know. Yeah. Creamfield. Um, I was a resident dancer at Bowlers for three years, which is one of the biggest warehouse clubs in Manchester. And mm-hmm. um, toured a lot of places with these DJs. And uh, as the rave scene continued to erupt in Manchester and around, obviously, England, yeah. toured even more with them. Um, so that's where my dance career started, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah. From there, um, obviously bringing up a small child as well was, was quite difficult. My mum was amazing and she was a massive influence in my life and helped oh, that's me good. a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. So she was a great role model to me as well. Um, always told me to push forward. Don't let anyone ever hold you back and go for your dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. she enabled me to do that by helping with my son when he was young. Mm-hmm. So off I went touring and stuff like that. And then when I came back, I was a mum. Um, yeah. And from that, I guess as, as, as that kind of died down, 
um, I decided to set up my own stuff. So I moved over to Trafford in Manchester. Yeah. And I set up my own dance company. Um, but it was kind of like a youth work stroke dance company um, called Tudor, which was which was Trafford Urban Development Organisation. Sorry, stumbled a bit there. That's cool. <laughs> um, and, you know, we started to be really successful. We started teaching in a lot of schools in Trafford. Yeah. I, set, I worked in a lot of youth centres and community centres and freelanced a lot of work for Trafford Council as well as Manchester Council mm-hmm. and things grew and grew from there yes. um, around 2007 I got a, an opportunity to work at Barca in Manchester which mm-hmm. was one of which was one of the most exclusive bars in Manchester for events and things mm-hmm. and um, I was the event manager there so I did a lot of events around I did weddings we did bar mitzvahs christenings birthday parties oh, wow. I actually organised quite a few club nights there yeah, um, yeah. my very first one um, was with Steve Smooth Sutherland here again yeah, big yeah. DJ Definitely. we also hired Rampage to come and work with us yeah. and um, that was fantastic that was three years of my life from there that was it was a whirlwind uh, yeah. because it was a very very fast paced job but it was so exciting being involved in preparing all these events for people seeing their faces when they walked in looking at the decor or yeah. you know when the DJs dropping them tunes just seeing everybody like having such a good time yeah. it yeah. was it was a massive buzz for me around that time Um, and like I say I I worked with a lot of of companies so I worked with the Bank of New York we worked with Barclays doing their Christmas events and Mm -hmm. you know literally high end events it was at that point so that was really really good Unfortunately, in 2000 and end of 2009, beginning of 2010, it was sold on. So Herald Inns and Bars owned it, and they sold it on. Oh, okay. And to which they were going to turn it into something completely different. So yeah. around that time, I'd also met somebody um, called Andy Jackson, who had his own youth agency called Dreamcatchers. Yeah. And he basically poached me and said, you know, headhunted me and said, come and work with me. We'll yeah. give you this, 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 and offered me half the rights to the company to do that. So oh wow, we that must be really good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was a, a really big opportunity. So I merged Trafford Urban Development Organisation, which was still popping off the whole time that I was working at Barca. So if you can imagine, I was working at Barca yeah. and going teaching dance in between and yeah. setting up all these different dance classes and stuff across uh, Manchester and Trafford. Yeah. So I merged my company with his and it just exploded. It absolutely wow. exploded. I mean, at one point we were working in probably, I'd say about 80% of the schools in Trafford. Fantastic. We were being headhunted for yeah. working at festivals, even stage managing parties in the park in Manchester. I worked at Moss Side Carnival, stage yeah. managing the youth stage there. And yeah. um, things just grew and grew and grew um, yeah. to the point where we met Daryl, of course. We yeah, met yeah. Medem, which is in the south of France in Cannes. And yeah. um, we, myself and my, uh, one of our project coordinators, Lisa Ellis, who's amazing, um, we went over there to promote some of the artists that we were working with. And we went over there and uh, handed out CDs, did a mm. lot of networking, met yourself. Yeah. And then from there, we evolved and mm. uh, we set up our project, which was Our Time Productions. That's right. And... Uh, just to touch on that because it was amazing was a cross-city cohesion project that we did mm-hmm. and that involved us auditioning in Birmingham and in Manchester yeah. for rappers, singers, dancers, producers, yeah. MCs, you name it. We, we did the whole yeah. thing, didn't we? It was... And then we, it was really, I mean, just to, sorry to quote you there, it was just really, it was yeah. really a good time as well because I feel like the, the need for the youth to actually find an outlet that they could actually 
um, you know, perform and, and express themselves was, was needed then. Um, yes. And I feel like the amount of traction and publicity that we had for it and just touching the young people's lives, I feel like, you know, it's, I couldn't really um, ask for anything more. I think from that project, I think it was really good um, our time. And I feel like we should actually, you know, reintroduce that um, 10 years on now. You know, we should do yeah, it again, do a part two for the, for the youth, you know. But uh, sorry, yeah, continue. Definitely. Yeah, so, so just to explain to the audience a bit about that, because because it was so successful, because we might relaunch it, um, was that we auditioned it, we in both cities and got the cream of the crop. Um, That's right. We then took 10 young people each into the studio and assigned mentors, which were underground artists that we both work with in yeah. Manchester and Birmingham, and made some absolutely sick beats. I mean, the beats that came out of that project were amazing. I still yeah. listen to the CD now. Definitely. Um, then the difference was is that we swapped them beats over, didn't we, with the artists, yep. and then enabled them to write to the beats that they'd swapped over. So Manchester gave their beats to Birmingham and vice versa. Yeah. Um, and yeah. we then when we'd obviously put them through the program with the mentors and we taught them about positive lyric writing. So mm-hmm. there was no negativity, no swearing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't talking about killing this person, getting revenge. We were talking about the good that was coming out of life and what they That's aspired right. to be, yeah. who they thanked, who their role models were. Um, and they wrote some amazing tracks, didn't they? No, they, they really did. Um, they touched on gun violence and, and uh, knife crime and just being in yep. the streets and what it's like for them at that age and I mean uh, yeah. we, we typically I mean we had them from I think as young as nine was the youngest yes yeah yeah um, they were the guys nine. from Sale West wasn't they really yeah. really young young yeah. kids that were showing us their experience of life wasn't they through through the songs that's what right. they've experienced the troubles that they faced yeah but also their aspirations for the future and mm-hmm. what they wanted to achieve and mm-hmm. um, we uh, went into the booth we recorded all them and then we released our cd our our time cd and then did a show in manchester and a show in birmingham to showcase yeah they were both sold out events which yeah. was brilliant at our end Definitely. but the cd flew didn't it absolutely yeah. flew i think did we get a thousand cds it was a thousand cds yeah a thousand and we we just got rid of them very quickly yeah like, i mean i discovered a box yeah. yeah i discovered a box that must have just got i don't know let in my cupboard when i was moving from manchester down to london yeah. there three years ago now and i remember messaging you going oh my god i found some cds and, yeah. I, and I gave them out at the youth club that i now manage yeah and yeah. they still play it and talk about it now which is why i think it would be a huge success if we did it again definitely and oh, um, the young people that I've given it to have always talked about how positive and how good it was to hear that you know things I mean things have changed massively I think things have got worse for our young people to be fair mm-hmm. but to hear other people talk about their journeys and then be able to then go back and because I still talk to a lot of them young people I have a lot yeah, of them I mean, on social yeah, media yeah yeah. yeah. So to hear their journeys and what they've achieved, I mean, some of the girls that were dancing for me back then are now dancing with Zara Larson. I saw mm-hmm. one of them uh, dancing with Nicki Minaj just the other month. And, oh, nice. you know, they've really gone on to do amazing things. And, uh, you know, I've been in situations when um, I've been at parties or whatever, or gatherings or events, and I've had young people come up to me and say, actually, Alexia, I would here if you hadn't put me on that path yeah. I'd have gone this way I'd have got pregnant at that age or yeah. I'd have got into that gang or I'd have made that wrong decision or that one but actually you put me on the path that I was on and yeah. through dance a lot of my work was through dance but through dance it enabled them to make good choices and that's steered it. them away from the streets that's it. and I feel like that's what we did a lot through the music as well yeah 
So I mean, time was a brilliant time. It was an amazing project. That it just really, shows really you the positive impact that you can have as a mentor. Um, yes. You know, I mean, some of the barriers that the young people are actually facing these days, um, they, they need mentors to actually come and steer them, guide them, help them get from, from A to B. And, you know, some, sometimes they don't actually know what direction to take. So they end up taking the, the direction that's more, you know, more influential with their peers around them and things like that. Yeah. What would you say is, is the biggest barriers you feel like young people actually are facing these days in terms of attaining their goals and, you know, living the dreams? Well, I would say that the reduction in youth work has been catastrophic to mm -hmm. young people over the years. I mean, 10 years ago, I watched them decimate the uh, youth services in Manchester and the crime rate went through the roof. Yeah. And then they're wondering why antisocial behaviour was rising, why this was happening and this. And, you know, gun crime went up in Moss Side and yeah. all these things. But then they didn't look to what they had reduced the funding on and what they had taken away. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, over the years, I mean, I've been doing youth work, like you said, in the beginning for 19 years so I've watched this happen yeah. and unfortunately over the last few years after moving down to London to work for Surrey County Council mm -hmm. they've started to decimate youth services down here and pull funding and pull funding yeah. and I think that that has been like I say catastrophic to young people but I think um, social media is a massive, it has a massive impact on how young people see their lives, how mm -hmm. they see opportunities and and I think it really holds them back because they're constantly comparing themselves mm. to people on social media that just put, you know, a minute of their life on there. Sure. And they aspire to be like that when actually they don't realise that for the other however many hours of the day, they might not be that happy. They're just showing you a glimpse of what it is. But it puts so much pressure on our girls to wear these clothes, to look like this, to have lip fillers, to have mm -hmm. bum implants, to have this, and then the guys to carry knives, to be hard, to not show emotions. Yeah, yeah. It, it is just, you know, it, it really is detrimental to yeah. our mental health for the young people. Yeah. But I think, you know, again, going back to youth services, there's not a lot of role models out here anymore that are allowed there's too many kind of red red tape you're not allowed to do this or you're not allowed to act in this way or mm -hmm. you know there's so much red tape around the way that we work with young people that we can't just be fluid with them and we can't be honest with them sometimes and and mm -hmm. you know give them that proper good advice i mean i'm one of them youth workers that will share my experiences with them because i feel like i gain more respect in that way mm -hmm. rather than, than thinking that i just sit behind the desk and push a pen yeah. and that i've come yeah. from a nice you know privilege family with a silver spoon in my back well actually that's not the case whatsoever yeah. and what I tell young people you know I was a mum at 17 I came from the council estate and you know I, I, I have travelled around the world and I've been fortunate to do that but that's been because I've pushed forward and I've made them things happen for myself yeah. and that kind of comes from my mum, like I say, she was a great role model. She used to say, don't let anybody hold you back. Yeah. Never let anybody tell you you can't do that because you can. So I think that's why I've always pushed forward with the things that I do. And I kind of convey that to the young people I work with. And yeah. I, you know, I push them to be the best that they can be. Yeah. So, so for me, I think good role models, youth services, access to to youth centres, to places where they feel safe, where they're able to come and have conversations in a safe environment and know mm -hmm. that, you know, we're not an authority figure, we're not going to run to the police and tell them, you know, we understand that people make mistakes mm -hmm. and it's about growing from their mistakes. So I think it holds them back massively, but I think social media, it, it's a massive impact on, our, on that generation mm -hmm. now and 
Because for me, that that definitely holds young people back. Yeah. So, so just going from there, and just if you could reposition your microphone um, a little bit for me, please, because it seems to have um, shifted um, for the last minute or so. Um, but oh, yeah, I'm just sorry. that's fine. Just going from um, you, what you're saying in terms of social media, do you think then it's I suppose the responsibility then of influencers to actually address some of these these issues in terms of um, you know how young people see themselves and how, what what they try and live up to, considering that yes, it is just you know say sixty seconds or even ten seconds sometimes of somebody's life a snapshot that people are getting and are not necessarily getting the full pitch and the full person um, and what they do in their day to day struggles. 100% and I think more influencers, you know, like the likes of the Kardashian family, I don't follow them, I don't admire them in any way whatsoever because I think that they're puppets, um, you know, they literally push the, the tea drinks and say that that's how their figure or they push these pills and say that's how they got their figure when actually you've got it. And a lot of our girls aspire to be like these women when it's it's unachievable without the money that they've got. So I think I think the influencers that you see, like you know the, the YouTube influencers that do makeup and they're buying like high end makeup that our girls can't afford. They can't afford to go out and buy that sort of makeup, so they're never going to achieve what they're seeing on there. So mm -hmm. I think influencers have to be more realistic and mm -hmm. have to realise that actually what they're putting out there mm -hmm. is not real. It's fake. Well, I mean, you know, I'm not going to say every single influencer is like that, but if we're talking about high-end ones that promote things that are unachievable mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, that we can't afford, we can't do that, then I think they need to realise the impact that they're having on our youth. And even down to just the way that some of them dress, you know, they're promoting that sexuality within our young girls when young girls should just be young girls mm -hmm. and they mm -hmm. should be allowed to, to grow organically and evolve in the way that they want to. But they're watching all these influencers wearing this type of clothes or this sort of makeup or having lip fillers and they're thinking that that's how I have to be. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's scary. It really is scary. And mm -hmm. I think that they should definitely take responsibility for what they're putting out there. Yeah. I don't feel like they do. I think they feel like if they're making money, it doesn't matter mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. I understand. I understand. So, um, just going a little bit in terms of the, the how you're juggling business and family. I know you mentioned that you have uh, two children. Um, yeah. How how are you managing the whole business, the new venture, and everything with with the family? Yeah. Well, my family are all grown up now. So okay. my son's twenty six yeah. and has two children of his own. So I'm actually a nana now, which oh, is wow. crazy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely crazy. That was a big shock five years ago, but I absolutely adore them. Um, and my daughter, who is twenty, and um, she's actually come through this journey with me. So she was a professional dancer, so mm -hmm. she did a lot of the dance stuff I did. Did a lot of touring, mm -hmm. um, won a lot of competitions, and, and, and came through this journey with me. She was even involved in our time, if you remember. She was thirteen yeah, I do, and, I and wrote one of the sickest songs on the album. Yeah. I'm, I'm biased, of course. But, um, <laughs> I, I work it out because they're older now, they're doing what they're doing, so it was a struggle when they were younger, but again, my mum has been amazing throughout my life and, and throughout helping me with childcare and stuff like that. Yeah. I've, I've got some amazing friends that help me out as well, but I will say, you know, it's not easy. It's mm -hmm. not easy juggling being a mum and running a business, but yeah. I don't feel like at this point in my life, 
without all events, then yeah. it, it's going to be a hindrance. In fact, Bailey helps me massively with ideas. Yeah. She's going to be the accounts director, so she's going to come on board. Oh, that's fantastic. Take off amazingly. Yeah. So, you know, it's going to expand the business. That's so good. I don't feel like it's going to hold us back. I think it's going to push us forward, if anything. Yeah. Now, with Excel events, what type of events do you currently cater for? Right, okay. So, what I'd like to think is that we are an events company with a difference. So I don't want to do your traditional normal events. So I'll use weddings as an example. Yeah. So I will organize a traditional wedding if that's what someone wants me to do. Mm-hmm. But I have called the package that we have within Excel events Infinity Ceremonies. Ooh. Now, we've called it that because we believe that obviously love is infinite and that is the tagline that goes with uh, infinity ceremonies but that anybody can fall in love so Mm -hmm. you know we're not the sort of company that will say that it's just man and woman in a church Mm -hmm. if you want to do it that way then fine we'll help you do that but some people you know it can be too guys that want a ceremony to win in or they could you know I've got I'm organising a wedding that's going to be a festival next year so they literally want it's in a field Mm -hmm. with a DJ with a stage with some acts on that stage as well and they want to throw a festival for their family and friends that's a good idea yeah, it's fantastic, yeah. isn't it? So the way that they're doing it is they'll get married the day before in yeah. the registry office, mm-hmm. the wedding will be sealed and done officially, but then actually have a kind of play marriage on the day as well, where they mm-hmm. will walk down some sort of uh, aisle, we'll call it an aisle, yeah. but it'll probably be in the middle of the field, and we will have them blessed within that event and then they'll just party with their family and friends and that's because they're completely non-religious they don't want to do it the traditional way and they love a party and they love a festival so they're like why not why not indeed so so that's where we're coming with a difference Mm -hmm. but also I feel like we're different because of the packages we offer so we do five different packages and so we do personal touch which of course is exactly what it says so it's me giving it the personal touch so that's your birthdays your christenings Mm -hmm. I mean, take it back before the baby's born, we'll do gender reveal parties, we will do naming parties, christenings, and anything to do with your child, with birthdays, we'll do decade parties, sweet 16s, coming age, all that sort of thing, so that's within personal touch. We also do a package that's business-minded, which is for corporate um, events, I'm in the middle of organising something for the company that my daughter works for, so I'm organising a team day out for them, which is going to be... one of the locked-in events where you go escape room sorry not locked-in yeah. escape room events so I'm organising that for them to go up to London and have a day out mm-hmm. and then they're going to do like a meal afterwards and what have you so business minded is more for corporate events mm-hmm. then we've got party vibes package now that is exactly what I've been doing for the last 19 years so that's our youth kind of thing so that's just in um, talent showcases, we can do community and youth festivals, mm-hmm. anything to do with young people comes under that package and for me that's what I'm the most experienced at because I've been doing youth work and working with young people for so long. Mm-hmm. And then we've got our festival package which has exploded, I mean I have already sold over 30 packages oh, that, nice. which I'll explain in a second but I've, I've got about 50 people. Yeah. Um, that want quotes and stuff that I'm literally trudging through. So so what we offer with the festival package is it's kind of a safety package. Mm-hmm. So it can be for girls or boys, but it's all about your transport and it's getting you home safely. So for instance, if mm-hmm. they want to go from Surrey to SW4, which we've sold over 15 packages for this, we'll arrange 
private car to pick you up at a designated place, yeah. take you over to the festival, so that'll be in Clapham. Mm -hmm. Then we will arrange a meeting time at the end of the festival, so you go, you enjoy your day. And we know everyone likes to drink at festivals, and sometimes a lot more, so you can come a bit dishevelled by the end of the day, and yeah. waiting for taxis or trying to find your way at the end of a festival can be quite nerve-wracking. Of course. Of and course. I recognise with young people they have a lot of anxiety, mm -hmm. and you know, for safety and kind of the peace of mind for parents as well when it's young people going for the first time or you know, yeah. things like that. Yeah. So you get picked up at the end of the festival at an arranged meeting um, place and time and mm -hmm. you're taken to an after party. So for instance, if we're using FW4, I've worked with three clubs in Clapham um, mm -hmm. which do the official after parties and I've got 20 places on each of the guest lists there. Mm -hmm. So you've picked up from after FW4, taken over to, let's call it Sugarcane Bar, I'll give them a bit of promotion. Okay. Sugarcane Bar, which is a brilliant bar in Clapham, have given me 20 places. So you'll be taken there, you'll mm -hmm. queue jump, you'll get straight in, you'll then enjoy the rest of your evening. But at the end of that, you're going to be a little bit more dishevelled and again, you know, safety first. Hanging yeah, about yeah. outside clubs in the early hours of the morning, not always the nicest thing to do. And sure. um, so we pick you up at the end and we take you back to that designated meeting point, drop you home safely. So mm -hmm. it's all about the transport of it. We can arrange the tickets for them festivals, although a lot of them have sold out now, but this is something I've been pushing since January. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we can do it without that. And some of the people that have been in touch actually just want picking up at the end yeah. of the festival and do the after party bit and then take it home, which is absolutely fine. I know a lot of people that go to festivals enjoy the journey too. Mm -hmm. I'm a festival, I'm a festival, no, I go to three or four a year, I've already got three books for this year. Nice, and nice. I love getting on the train and going into London and experience thousands of people already, yeah. the party, the atmosphere is amazing. Yeah. So we understand that sometimes people want to do that bit of the journey and that's fine, mm -hmm. but let's get you home safely afterwards. Yeah, so definitely. For me, that package has exploded massively You mentioned your website and uh, marketing exit events as a new starter. What would you suggest new startups do to position themselves? Okay, so I had I've been working 
for 15 years in direct events um, and I've always wanted to launch my own company, always wanted to and I, as I said earlier, you know, I've done stuff alongside different organisations but always been passionate to do my own. Um, moving down to Surrey and working for the council has been a bit of a rocky ride and we've been in a few restructures in the time that we've been down here so at the end of last year I thought, hang on a minute, I can't keep working for a company that would literally replace me in a second so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's do this. So over Christmas, I actually set up an Instagram page, didn't launch it, just kind of got things ready, um, what I was going to put on there, what content was going to go in there, yeah. and kind of did a little bit of research within my sort of catchment area of what people were looking for. So I went on a few different event web- websites, mm-hmm. saw how they did things, what they were doing, and kind of got my research in really, yeah, and yeah. what was needed and what could be different. So I didn't want to be like the mainstream events just doing normal things. I wanted to bring something different to the table. Mm-hmm. So then all over Christmas, instead of going out partying, I was at home doing all this research, getting everything ready. And on the 1st of January, I launched an Instagram page. And yeah. that is how I launched the business. And um, I relied on friends that were on my Instagram to kind of promote it and, you know, offer it out to their friends and did started off my promotion that way. So Instagram has been a massive tool for me. Yeah. Um, we're up to 180 followers at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but from that, as, as I've explained with the festival package, we've probably got 50 plus bookings just for the festival stuff. So, you know, yeah. it does work. It really yeah. does. But um, I started researching different, um, so for starters, I bought your book, (laughs) (laughs) so looking at different avenues of passive income and stuff like that, and realising that you've got to work hard for for your dream, if you want this to work, you've got to work hard, so kind of using Instagram, then I set up a Facebook page, then I set up my... um, my website I've only done that within the last month and I've, I've banked on because I work with young people mm-hmm. it's all about conversations with them so word of mouth has been massive for me as well and mm-hmm. um, where I just talk people's ears off <laughs> and tell them everything that I'm doing and hopefully my energy comes across to them as well yeah, yeah. so a lot of word of mouth Instagram as much as I've just slated social media sorry I'm going to say it works for businesses yeah. hashtags so hashtags on Instagram are amazing. So yeah. I bought a package from a company called Boss Divas, which is someone, there's another plug, someone that I follow on Instagram, which is uh, a group of ladies from America that are entrepreneurs that have set up their own businesses but now want to give back to women and empower them and help them yeah. and be successful in their businesses. So you get a lot of hints and tips, but one of the things, the first things I got from them was a cheat sheet with hashtags on it. Oh, so cool. for each kind of line of business, yeah. They gave you a list of hashtags to use. So, for instance, like event planning, event business, wedding bells, wedding planning, all that sort of thing. You know, you kind of think, well, that's obvious, but it's not really. When you're sitting on the computer uploading stuff, it's not obvious what you need to use. So, I started using their worksheets and using the hashtags, and my followers grew and grew and grew, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, But then what I've started doing now in the last couple of weeks, I've got some new business cards made, and now Mm I've got the website up and running, everything sorted. Mm -hmm. So I've actually been, when I've been at meetings, so I'm very, very fortunate that I go to a lot of meetings with a lot of different agencies, and I meet a lot of people on a weekly basis. And so within that, I do a lot of networking, and I tell them that, yes, I'm an area manager for the council for the youth services at the moment, but actually my sideline and my main business Mm -hmm. is Excel events, and Mm -hmm. I push it that way. So for me, word of mouth and Instagram and hashtags have been 
definitely what's worked for me so far yeah. and it's something that I'm going to continue to do going forward as well fantastic and in terms of scaling your business where do you see your business let's say in the next three years Oh, international, definitely, and it will be, it will be. My, my dream for XO events is not only to do events here in the UK, but it's mm-hmm. also to travel with them events. So you're going to be the first person I've told this, but I've just sealed the deal to do a christening in Canada next nice. year. Nice, nice, congratulations. Yeah, so wow. granted, thank you, so granted that is for someone that I know, uh-huh. but she has that um, confidence in me that this event, you know, that I can go over there, that I can source everything, I'll do so much research for her. I'm going to go over there before the actual event, mm-hmm. but she's like, yeah, come over, do this event for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm fortunate, you know, that they're in a position where they can pay for that service as well. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I've, I've just sealed that. So definitely international
is if they ha- can give a special offer to the listeners um, of this podcast. Um, you know, just just whatever you feel is a great offer that's exclusive to us. Yeah, well, what I've, um, I actually, because obviously we discussed this a couple of days ago, I've had a few days to think about this, and what I'm about to put on the website today and on my Instagram, so please check it out at XL Events on Instagram, Facebook, xlevents.co.uk, is a 50% discount offer. Oh, wow, so fantastic. Was, yeah, so that's a pretty amazing. It will depend on capacity, yep. so I'm not about to uh, offer you £100 to put an event up to 5,000 people, you know, so yeah. it will depend on capacity and what the event is but I'm about to put a 50% reduction offer on anyone that subscribes yep. within the next few days to my, uh, to my website wonderful wonderful okay so we have a cut off date of what in about 3-4 days yeah, okay, give it till the end of the weekend. Okay. Get subscribers up. No yeah. problem. I'll make sure that's in the notes as well, um, in terms of the date and everything as well. So, yeah, I mean, Alexia, thank you for your time. Thank you for this interview. Um, do you have any final words and any links that you would like us to actually to come and learn more information, to get some more information, to actually hire and book you as the as a as an event planner um could you also spell Excel events so that everybody knows yeah, where to course. go to? Yeah, because... Yeah, so I just did just very quickly. I was actually going to call the company Lex Events because my Ooh. nickname is Lex. Yeah. Uh, but somebody had already taken the name with company's house, so okay, I played okay. around with it. So it's actually just Lex backwards. Uh, so it's X E L E V E N T S. Fantastic. Well, Alexia, thank you for your time again. And everybody else, this has been this has been the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to log on to our new website, businessmarketingfinance.com. We'll see you all soon. Bye-bye. This is the Business Marketing and Finance Podcast. The podcast for all your business marketing and financial needs. Get insight from experienced professionals as they delve deep into their passions and share their knowledge each week with your host, Daryl James. Like to follow or learn more? You know what to do. Hit that subscribe button now.